We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I'm taking it to Brooklyn. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. Me and B. Mitch back in the prison cell studio. Holding it down. And Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, two-time Super Bowl champions. A hell of a ball game yesterday in Phoenix uh, for the Chiefs to get their second Super Bowl win. There's a million things to talk about with this football game. One million. What is the top of your list, B? Top. Mm. The top. It's a great game. Overall, great game. I mean, that's the thing for me. I don't see. I think it's going to be people trying to make it, make it into this, that, and the other, make some negatives out of it. But ultimately, it was a damn good football game. You know, uh, and special teams is a deciding factor, people. Certainly. Look at it. You know, and I think so many people, especially those who cover the game, stop not making it a part of the game and start uh, giving it the love that it uh, deserves. That said, what about the flag? What about the call at the end? What about the defensive holding on Juju Smith? The defensive holding, I mean, they, they, they called it. But for me, ultimately, when you're inside of five yards, they let people fight. Uh, they called it. They didn't call some earlier. My whole thing is call the game the same way. The whole way, you know, like we hear referees let, oh, they're letting them play today. If you let them play, they should play the whole game. If you're not going to let them play, call it the whole game. There was, I, I believe, a more egregious defensive hold on Juju Smith-Schuster. It looked like it was almost the same play. It was a choice route, and late in that game, you saw him break it to the corner, mm-hmm. toward, towards the corner of the end zone, and where Pat put that ball, you could tell that's where – Juju was supposed to get to. Uh So I do think the hold impeded his progress to get there. But early in the game, I want to say it was the second quarter. It was the first time the Chiefs had to punt. Um, I think it was a similar choice route, and Juju was supposed to break it inside and pat through the ball to where he thought he was going to be. And, I mean, Juju, was it was a similar play. The last last one, he threw it earlier than he wanted to. It was pressure. He was about to get hit in the face. Yeah, right. But, But I'll just say this. The refereeing was atrocious all year. When Roger Goodell went up there and talked about how great the refereeing was this year, it was not great all year. We know that for a fact. And I think in that game, some of that showed on both sides, not just one side. I saw, like you said, you saw earlier pass interference. I saw several holes. At least a defensive hole. I saw a lot of holes on the offensive line of Kansas City against the Eagles defense 
and they weren't called. But at that point, I'm like, oh, they're going to let them play. And then you get to the end of the game and, like, boom, that will come out. And one, one of the referees, he called a lot of plays that I thought was questionable. Because you look at the referee that's standing right there on the same level of those two, nothing's called. That guy is standing by the pylon that threw the flag. You see what I'm saying? So the guy that's sitting where his hand was that could see did not make the call. The guy standing down the field threw it. If if you want to be mad about the call, and eventually we're going to check in with the CBSO, Mr. Jim Mullins, who says that's the worst loss of his time as an Eagles fan. <laughs> um, if you want to be mad about the call, I get it. I am a big proponent of knowing when to make a call. And listen, James Bradbury, the Eagles defender that got flagged, said it was a hold. Like, I mean, I credit to him for being a stand-up guy and saying that in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of players wouldn't do that. I think Dude, he, he did it. He held him. I just don't think you can call that in that spot, especially but see, but, but, when you haven't been calling it throughout the game. The, the one, the, but it's inconsistent. It's not that you shouldn't call it, but don't tell me there's a five minute, five yard grace period, and don't let a referee who's standing like we are even right here. That referee is standing there looking, and he doesn't call, but the guy way down the field, like 15, 20 yards, just can't see the hand, calls it. It's just, and, like, when I watch games, it's not the fact I watch for penalties. I watch to see who calls most of the penalties. And then you go from who's calling it to where where is their position sure. on the play call. I don't know the ref name, but you remember when I came on here and I was going off on some referees, high school football referees? That dude, he called three p- plays where he wasn't the one in position to make the call, but he threw the flag. I mean, not to go back to make everything Commanders related, but that's just how my brain works. I I can't help but think about the call in New York against Terry McLaurin when he got mugged at the goal line. I'm not talking about the calls here at FedEx Field. This is when they were in New York, and, and the ref that was on it threw the flag, and then another dude from 30 yards behind him ran over and said, no, you got to pick that up. Mm -hmm. Right, like, but in essence, though, great game. I mean, that's the ultimate thing. I, I don't. I rather see a great game than see a game that's just. It was a great game, but it felt like we were robbed of a great ending because of the flag. Yeah, that that's that's but, my but only complaint. I will say this, just like I stated though, and I heard Sean Payton prior to the game, who is a complete. Dud on TV. He might be a dud on TV. He's, he's, he's smart. The man knows what the hell he's talking about. He said, "We're sitting up here talking about the Eagles and the Chiefs' offense and defense." And he said, "We're forgetting one aspect of the game: special teams." The Chiefs don't win without Ka- and Kadarius said, Tony returning. He said the Chiefs' special teams is better than the Eagles' special teams, and at the end of the game, came down to that. They also missed a field goal though early. They missed a field goal early, but still, you look at the coverage. Sure. The Eagles were way off base. Way off base. They got they overpursued instead of keeping your lanes. They keep their lanes, they stop him. But they were dude, the whole team was on the other side of the damn hash. Well, dude, I think the punter, the punt was bad. 
a low liner, so your coverage team doesn't have time to get down there. And the Tony, Canary's Tony deserves a ton of credit for how patient he was on that return. Yeah, when you don't he, when, see that that often. When he changed direction. And then I, came back and had just the wall of Chiefs And that's blockers. the thing of it. That's what I mean. What, that, punt, no, that punt is not an awful punt. The coverage was awful because everybody immediately started to overplay, you know. And once you overplay, what do you do? You jump outside of a guy that's supposed to be blocking you inside. He just shields you. And D- Tony has enough speed to be able to go. He got him. I think if you're asking me the number one thing that stood out to me from that game, and the flag, the defensive holding at the end is going to be the most controversial topic. Mm-hmm. I, we, I, you and I talked about this all last week, on the air and off the air, that I thought the Eagles roster, 1-53, to best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But I thought the best players on the field were going to be Mahomes- Kelsey, and and I thought Chris Jones, who really didn't have too much of an impact on the game, um, but I thought Mahomes throughout, and I thought Kelsey in the first half kept Kansas City in it. But what I find the most interesting, Mm -hmm. the Eagles, for all their dominance at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. So if you look at these stats, you'd be like, oh, okay. The Eagles for the game had 25 first downs. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs for the game had 21 first downs. Mm-hmm. In the second half, B, the Chiefs had 15 first downs to the Eagles' eight. The, the Chiefs, the Eagles clearly sold out to stop Kelsey, and that's when Pat started yeah. going to Juju. And the way the Chiefs were able to run the ball, not just the ability to run the ball, but to open up the second half, down 10, that's a sizable margin. Yeah. To open up the second half, down 10, and go on a 10-play 75-yard drive with five first downs. The first play was Pacheco. Pacheco got a ton of carries on that drive. Mm-hmm. I think it showed a few things. They could be just as physical as as the bullies of Broad Street. Mm -hmm. And Andy Reid was never shook. He was never out of his element. And and the Chiefs have been there. Andy basically said after that game that it was a lot of Eric Bieniemy's mindset. Sure. And I think the the misdirections got the Eagles because they were pursuing. Um, Darius Slay. You watch him, the guy get ready to go in motion. He took his eyes off of him. He stopped, came back out. Slay was going across the field. He walked into the end zone. I, but ultimately, yesterday, I don't know completely if just, I think Pat was as good. I think Jalen Hurst showed he's as good as any quarterback out there. Absolutely. And I don't know what people want to say, but A.J. Brown's a badass, but that little skinny dude. Sure. Devontae Smith Smith played tough, too. He's a dude. And and you watch him, man. He He had a walking boot on his foot after the game. Remember when when he landed? Yeah, but they normally throw it on to kind of keep everything stable. Yeah. But if that other play is not overturned, this dude has 140, 150 yards. I didn't think that was a catch, did you? 
until I, I saw it when he went down. Looked like his hand was under the ball. Where the, I guess they say when he got to the ground, his hand is under the ball and he comes over. Now, if you're going to say you, they called it a catch, I didn't see where you could come back and change it. You know, if you had called it an incompletion at first, I could see you sticking with it. But they called it a catch. The, the play to Goddard, I still don't think that was a catch. I don't either. But they said it was a catch. And when you look at it, the ball is on his head and it's not in his hands because it's still moving. But when he finally puts his second hand on it, the other foot is still down. And I guess they call it at that point. But I thought the first catch was a catch, and but I didn't think they had enough to overturn it, but they overturned it. But, hey, damn good game, though. Awesome game. And like I told you before, I have nothing against. And like on this, this game, you know, it was cool for me either way. Right. But ultimately, you know, you want to see a game called all the way down the stretch, but you saw Pat did play well. Pat had some magnificent medicine, and I think even uh, Devontae Smith had some magnificent medicine at halftime because he came out running like he never had a problem. I, I was – two things really surprised me in this game. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs' ability to run the football – I mean, look at the second-half numbers. In the first half, the Chiefs barely stayed on the field. Mm-hmm. The first half was eight minutes time of possession for Kansas City, 22 for Philly. That flip, man. In the second half, Chiefs had the ball for 16 minutes, Philly for 14. But see, I don't I don't think I was surprised by the Chiefs running. What you got to understand, when you're a passing team, people are worried about your passing game. And when you run so much misdirection – if you're not on point, like we 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 when and whenever we play a running quarterback or a, a RPO quarterback here in Washington, we always get dismantled. You know why? Because we don't keep our eyes in the right right position all the time. And I think yesterday, with all the movements, Philadelphia got caught looking because they never ran the ball where the, where the motion started, and at times there was. One motion coming one way, they call the play, and the ball is going back the other direction. Right. And they, they, they designed. The touchdowns, they, the second half touchdowns where one went to Tony and then the other, it was the same play, went the other way. Yeah. Right. Nobody I, was close. But here, here's why I say I'm surprised. Not about Kansas City's ability to move the ball, right? Mm-hmm. They've got elite talent, elite coaching staff, all of that offensively. Philly's defense has been damn good at stopping the run for the bulk of the season. Now, when Jordan Davis was out, they, they things really faltered. That's when you yeah. know, the commanders went up there and beat them by just running the ball down their throats. But by and large, Philly gets a lead on you, and then you're not able to run the ball because you're pressing. And, and I think the Chiefs deserve a ton of credit for not pressing. But, Brian, I'd add this, dude. The Eagles offensively this year, they were third in points scored, third in yards gained, rushing fifth in yards, first in scoring on mm-hmm. the ground. Hertz was magnificent. Hertz was magnificent. The rest of their backs, and they deploy that like three-headed monster, mm-hmm. right? Kenny Gainwell, seven carries for 21 yards, averaging three a pop. Miles Sanders, seven carries for 16 yards. Averaging 2.3 mm-hmm. a pop. Boston Scott, 
Three carries, eight yards, 2.7. Mm-hmm. Now, he's kind of a goal line guy, so maybe you want to dismiss that. But they're two top backs that are supposed to be dynamic. And we talk about the Eagles' offensive line and how dominant mm-hmm. they are. Their two top running backs had 14 carries for 37 yards. Yeah. But see, you That's can't, not going to get it done. You, that may not get it done, but you have to realize one thing, Jay. They scored 35 points in the football game. Sure. It doesn't make a difference how it happened. When you watch the Eagles, it's like this. Miles Sanders get 100 yards one week. The next week, he might get 40. But Jalen Hurst will pop up. Or Gainwell will pop up. Their offense is not one in which one guy is going to get it all the time. Like, the you saw early in that game, Kansas City was playing a lot closer to the line. Like, you got to beat us passing. Then they saw he could start beating them passing. They started to back off a little bit because every time they came up, Jalen started hitting them. And I think they were playing the running backs more because I don't think anyone thought that they would run Jalen as much as they did. And all of a sudden, he took over the game. You know, I think when you go into the Super your quarterback goes with 304 yards passing, 70-plus yards rushing, four touchdowns. That's all you can ask for, per se. I just think that the Eagles' defense did not play the way that I thought they would play. And a lot of people I saw on Twitter, Twitter's, boy, Twitter is deadly. They say Fletcher Cox lost the game by wearing the outfit that he wore in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't understand that outfit, but anyway. One thing you always point out to me on the great uh, skins teams, early 90s, Mm -hmm. halftime adjustments. Yeah. And maybe it helps that the halftime of the Super Bowl is super long, and maybe we'll talk Super Bowl halftimes later. The Chiefs made significant adjustments. I think Philly thought they made the right adjustment because I'm curious what Kelsey's numbers were in the second half. I mean, they they really – I think he had a little bit over right at 60 or so in the first. He had 60 yards receiving in the first half, and I think he finished with 80. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he had – Another three catches for 21 yards in the second half, which they really limited him, right? But I thought two, the, the, the one area, and, and maybe not many offenses are, are built for this, but when Philly has a negative play, like even I want to say it was their first punt of the game when they had the offensive pass interference on Zach Paschal, the mm-hmm. wise high school kid, and then you're in first and 20, that offense, for exp- as explosive as they are, when they get into negative situations, it gets tricky. It requires Jalen Hurts to pull a rabbit out of a hat, and he was able to do it over. How about the throw he made to Dallas Goddard on third and 14? Mm-hmm. I mean, just unbelievable. Like, yeah. Anybody that is still questioning Jalen Hurts' ability as a passer, you know, clearly you have an agenda. I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't know what it is. <coughs> But that the only way you are still questioning him as a passer is because you hate Philly, or you don't think black quarterbacks can spin it. I don't know what it is, but it's stupidity. He's what it proven is. it. Like, he's and, I, had, it. and I, I said that right in front of uh, Sims uh, when I went to the media row on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, did I you? said it super loud, and he heard me, and I looked at him, and he wouldn't. He dropped his head. Well, he know he's an ass for that. Well, he he uh I did see he tweeted about it last night that I mean pretty clear I Hurts Hurts is fantastic. They're going to have to pay him. So, here is uh your boy Chris Sims. This is one tweet. 
Also, damn, Jalen Hurts on the biggest stage, and he played one of the best games of his career. Did it with his legs and arm. I'm impressed. Yeah, but you got to come back and say, you know what? I was wrong for what I said. Right. No, don't just give me that, oh, I was impressed. No, no, no. You get another chance, you want to jump at him. The ultimate thing is. Daniel Jones would not have done that. Every quarterback <laughs> in this league are not going to just throw the football. There are quarterbacks that can run it as well. And I listen, Jalen Hurts did so much yesterday to help his team, you know, that you can't question how he did it. You know, he ran three touchdowns, he threw one. Somebody said, there, oh, you're not a good pass. He threw for 304 yards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, he almost doubled up Mahomes. <laughs> man, I've hit. never seen a quarterback dominate a game like that with 180 passing yards. Because I feel like today is like this celebration. We say he dominated, but I think ultimately, you look at that game. The touchdown by the, uh, the, the number thirty-two, and also the big punt return, Nick Bolton, put them in positions. I don't know if Pat but dominated that game like we're trying to say. I think he had some great help, and, and but ultimately, forty-yard run. Like I said, the forty-yard run lately, late <laughs> yes. But when I look at this whole thing. The the winning team is the quarterback's gonna get it all the time for the most part unless some guy just go off uh, completely as a uh, as a, as a defensive player or but the quarterback's or gonna get it because like you know one guy in history has gotten a MVP and this team lost in this day and age they'll never think about something like that. Well, they also close MVP voting at like the end of the third quarter, which is really dumb. <laughs> dumb as hell. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.